All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. To my darling mama, as you begin your last great journey, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's been sitting there <laughs> infuriated with her for the last 25 years. What are you still doing on the throne? Get out of my way. What is it he called her? To my darling mama. Oh, this is disgraceful. This performance by all of them. This is uh, yet another lesson. All of the lessons that the powerful put on for us are ones that we could, if we could see them clearly, we would understand are just the powerful telling us to stay in our places and what to think and, and what lane to run in. And denying us any honest conversation about what exactly is going on. I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you for finally dying, he's saying. <laughs> I've been praying for this for years. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. They're so fraudulent, these people. They don't have hearts. They have the lust for power because that's the business they're in. Peter in Litchfield, hi. Hey, thank you, um, Todd. It's very interesting that you don't consider Trump in the sense like Paul had talked about. He was all about Trump in the sense of if he never was elected president and didn't run for president, none of where we are would have happened. We would have been able to change all of all the all the systems that the democrats have put in but now wait if trump didn't get elected everything the democrats have done to ruin the country would have been eliminated well it will yes eventually but all they're going to do is all they're going to do is point to trump and that will just get them having a hundred hundreds of million more votes than they had before and what i'm saying is that if he if the normal course of events had not been trump Mm-hmm. The Democrats would have self-destructed. Now they are going, we are going against Trump in two years, and everybody, and they, the people can elect who they want. They're, well, we don't know about two years. Uh, it's right now that is the focus of the Democrats, and they do want to use Trump, and they're using Trump well, to try to win this Trump, election. Trump gets hundreds but, of thousands But we of don't know what would have happened to the Democrats if Trump had not gotten elected. Well, I do, because look what happened. How does what happened prove what would have happened if it didn't happen? Well, it's simple, very simple, because the Democrats would have not had anybody to single out 
on this whole re- on this whole situation. How, how do we know that there were fifteen other people running for president on the Republican they, side, and, and we don't know who the Democrat would have been? They they were vanilla, and they wouldn't have caused the problem. It's simple as that. When Trump, I'm going to tell you, when Trump runs for president again, they will just double the votes, and then and, and now the whole system will stay where it is. If if they if if the Demo- if Trump wasn't involved, the natural course of events of the Democrats doing it would have done all the things that you say changed when one party goes too far, changes now. Now we got a situation where, where they're going to focus on Trump and that focus is going to beat Trump. Well, right? that last point you said about right now, that is certainly a grave danger, Peter, that that just as Trump caused the control of the Senate to go to the Democrats because he sabotaged the election of what would have been two Republicans in Georgia. Yeah, we we can we can see clear evidence over the short term that what you're saying is true as a possibility. But we have no idea what's going to happen in in two years. We didn't know two years ago that was that um, or two and a half years ago, whatever the exact timeline was, that Joe Biden would be the Democratic nominee and would get elected. And we didn't know that uh, Donald Trump was going to lose reelection two years ago. There's a lot of stuff that uh, you're assuming that is just uh, you're extrapolating out of thin air. But in general, I think you've got some good ideas there. George and Vernon. Hi, George. Yes, I agree with you. I don't about what? Know what the is. Yes. What do you agree with me about? With the big deal is about the Queen dying, uh, passing away per se. Uh, why we have to uh, put our flags half mass for until she's interned? Uh, from what I understand, it's two weeks. Uh, okay, I understand paying respect to her, but for two weeks of having our uh, flags at half mass for her. Does it make sense to me? What do you mean? That's what flags are for. You put them at half-mast when uh, heads of state of other countries die. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? She's not a uh, uh, state. She's not part of our uh, country. I well, mean, uh, that's what we do. It's, a, it's a, a symbol of our country in order that we can use it to pay respect to people like when the queen dies, you lower the flag. It's just a flag. You know, compared to important things, we've got a lot we can be upset about. I don't know that that's particularly it, George. But thank you for the phone call. 860-522-9842. That one doesn't concern me so much. Let's start some rants, please, if you are ready. The candidates are of one voice. The opponent is a real bad choice. It is understood they both are no good. So what have we got to rejoice? I'm not sure what campaign that's about, but it's a good little poem. Yeah, hi, Todd, American Patriot. Listen, I got a, a my pillow, and you know what it says on it? When you take the pillowcase off, it says, I support the big lie. I am a fraud. Really? He put that inside the big pillow? I wouldn't buy that Republican pillow if my life depended on it. I'd rather rest my head on a log. Yeah, I understand. I mean, who would want to sleep on a pillow that believes in small government 
and believes in the founding fathers and stuff. I understand your horror. Did we see Chris Murphy and Wednesday's Harper Current tiptoeing down Bay Street or Pratt Street in Hartford with an umbrella? How about tiptoeing through the tulips? It was all a favor. It take an electric bus in town next time. Oh, <laughs> you were talking about, excuse me, about California dreaming. Yeah, well, yesterday. You read John Phillips' biography, which I did years and years ago. He was, went to score some heroin in the dead of winter, and he's walking through Central Park, and he's freezing off, and all I can think about is the warm weather of California, so he stopped in this church basically to get warmed up. That's the gist of it, though. But it's a fascinating, fascinating biography of him. Anyway, that's all. Oh, he says pretend to pray. I didn't know that. He did? Yeah. He says pretend? Yeah, pretend to pray. Oh, that's funny. So this is really... uh, a story about the drug culture of the 1960s. Yeah, it's funny. Wow. That's why the flute's there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amazing. Todd, education is really not a priority for anybody. No? If they were really concerned about education, they would step it up, come up with ideas of how to save the kids. But that's not what's in their best interest. The interest of climbing their political careers and going from the Board of Education all the way up. Oh, you're talking about they the folks in uh, West Hartford, the Board of Education there, right? They don't want to admit to the fact that they've been infiltrated and they're not doing their jobs. And the infiltration is by those with the Marxist ideas. We are not preparing our children any longer. We're in nothing. We're... Yeah, well, th- that ran out. I we just lost the end of it somehow, but uh, we got your point. Thank you for that, one, Steven Springfield, what's up? Hello, Steve. Um, hi, Todd. How are you doing? What's up? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of like wanted to go over the macro picture of how we got to where we are at. Are you familiar with that guy? I think his name is Thomas Malthus. Um, he started the Malthusian like uh, depopulation theory. I know the name, but I don't recall anything specific about well, it. Well, what it is is it has to do with the population is going to outrun the food su- supply, mm-hmm. and, and and then it also like spills over into things like uh, you know we got to conserve natural resources, we got to conserve this, we got to conserve that. Um, and, and it also goes into depopulation and sterilization of, like, third-world countries. And I really think that that's because a lot of evils have spawned from this, including things like eugenics. Um, and, and the idea that somehow the government has to protect us so that we conserve all the resources. But who are we conserving them for, and who are we conserving them from? It's a government takeover of all the resources that we need to live. It's a trick to make us look outward for the enemy instead of where the enemy is. Um, is, that, is that what you're saying? I don't know if you have, have you ever heard of this book called Merchants of Despair. It has to do with uh, sterilization and depopulation in third world countries in exchange for foreign aid. Mm-hmm. That's been going on for decades in a lot of countries. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I, I ordered that book, and uh, it's very apolitical, and, and it, it goes through the 200-year history, starting with that guy, Malthus. And just lays out the argument. Yeah, it's, uh, but I, I really think that that's how they got there. The government is not entitled to the resources of the world. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm going to look into that further. Thank you, Steve. Eight six zero five two two WTIC. Hey, Todd, American Patriot. I got news for you about Project Veritas. It's all fake news. Slice and dice, cut up clips. Slice and dice, cut up audio. It just became clear to me why the American patriot is so driven by his contempt for Donald Trump. We don't slice and dice here. We don't do that to him. It's, we would com- never. it's competition. <laughs> he wants to be Donald Trump. And he can't stand that somebody else is, is on his turf. Oh, no. You did it now. Well, listen to him. Hey, Todd, American patriot. I got news for you about... I got news for you. Who's that sound like? <laughs> Project Veritas. Uh, he's going to put somebody down. Who's that sound like? And what's the put down? It's all fake news. Ah, fake news. Who says that? This could be Donald Trump. Slice and dice. Cut- Slice and dice. He, he invested heavily in the, uh, what was that thing called that slices and dices? The Vegematic. Just look what it does to that tomato. Come on, man. <laughs> Hello, Todd. This is Everett from East Hartford. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the school system and Board of Education. Board of Education is supposed to re- help represent the parents. The parents go there and tell the Board of Ed what they want. You would think, yeah. Also, the case that got rid of Roe versus Wade in the Supreme Court, putting the power back to the states should be the same exact thing done to the Federal Department of Education. The federal government should have no say in education whatsoever, and it should be left to the state, just like abortion. People in Washington are just wasting money, and we're retiring people for hundreds of thousands of dollars that just pushed paperwork and did not improve our educational system whatsoever. And that's true of everything. Government is just a money laundering scheme. It's a power stealing scheme. It is to transfer wealth from those who earn it to those who lust after it and nothing more. Hey, Todd, um, that press conference that Stefanowski had today was kind of a, it was okay about the state police shortage and everything, but I want to see him go on the attack against Lamont about about uh, he couldn't get PPEs at the beginning of COVID, and how he went down to New York and he got them, and he was giving them out for free, and then he put all those sick people in the nursing homes and killed a lot of people. I want to see him go on the attack, really on the attack. Thank you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, we will get the word right out to him, and I'm sure he will adjust his conduct immediately. Hello. Hi, how can I help you? you? New message. 
I thought you did a mess up at the end of that rant, Anthony. I thought that was your doing that little thing there. But now that I I can tell, it's the same it voice. On the attack, really on the attack. Thank you. Hello. Hi. How can I help you? Are you- New message. He had somebody, <laughs> an operator, on hold from another. No, I think he was in like a drive-through. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> well, how come we didn't get to hear what you didn't cut it short, did you? No, no. Very know, maybe maybe it just got cut off. I don't know. It would have been fun to hear what he ordered. <laughs> Next time, keep it going, caller. Hey, Todd, it's John from Rocky Hill. You know, Democrats aren't talking about inflation, which we have very bad. There's also a couple other things that got forgotten, which is minimum wage has been going up, and next year it'll be up to $15 an hour, and that's going to be turned over to the consumer. And the half percent family leave has been put on us, too. So Connecticut Democrats are just hammering us each way, and the federal Democrats are hammering us the other yeah. way. Thanks, Todd. If I had a hammer, their old favorite song, they would hammer in the morning and hammer in the evening and take all our money away. Follow us on Twitter at WTIC1080. Yes, we are following you on Twitter. Oh, that wasn't for us. I get you. All right, so uh, we're making our way through the rants. We're taking some phone calls. Mike in Plainville, what's going on with you? I'm looking at the 1966 file photo of Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Does she look the same? She's the same same position, mm-hmm. no movement. You know, the Democrats are going to use this. Well, the ball, we all have to uh, bow our ice. I, I felt bad when she passed away, but let's move on. The Democrats are going to use this as uh, uh, wagging the dog. They're going to this diverts our attention away from their their uh, felonious conduct, if you will, of running our country. Yeah, that could be. Like that could be. I don't know. I don't know. I the purpose of the Queen is that kind of distraction that you're discussing, whether it's for the Brits or the rest of the world. It is a chance for us to look at government as somehow beneficial to us, which, of course, it is not. 860 Mark, hello there. Yes, Mark. So I got animated by one of your callers who wanted to have liberals talk about Biden. Well, I am one. And you're Biden you're a liberal. No good for anything that Democrats have traditionally wanted. Todd, he and his handlers are in the hands of teachers' unions. So student success—that's stifled. He and his handlers sell out to owners. They're not fans of workers anymore. Democrat Party used to be working man's party, and not anymore. Not when you sell out to the owners of pharmaceutical companies, big tech companies, healthcare companies. Big media. And once upon a time, a lot of us became Democrats because they were supposedly good for civil rights. Not under Biden. Not when the current crop says, oh, go riot. So all the cred that African-Americans have built up over 50 years, that gets just goes out the window. And at the same time, they lose their police protection when Biden says defund the police. And finally, they lose jobs to immigrants that are illegal, and they lose places in schools, and they lose hospital beds. 
once again, the illegals that Biden is foisting on all of us. Wow. That's quite an argument there, Mark. And this is a Democrat talking. An old-fashioned, traditional Democrat, and I just wish more people who call themselves Democrats would wake up to what the party actually has been doing for the last 20 years. Not their rhetoric, but their actions. Well, their rhetoric now matches their actions, so it makes it the, the point you're making all the more compelling. Because I they... was at a community meeting yesterday mm-hmm. in Hartford, good neighborhood action group that meets regularly once a month. And a woman was raving, uh, ranting, <laughs> about how nothing gets done, nothing gets done, and, and, and no progress. And yet I had a feeling she always votes Democrat. She said, yes, I do. And Larry Laser is sitting three seats away from her. I said, how about for once vote for one of these people? That's not on her conscience yet. Well, she could start with talking with him if he was only three seats away. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Good to talk with you, Mark. Thank you for the call. That is a good point. Let's play some rants. All right. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Hey, Todd, there's three things I need to pay for for my government that I would pay gladly pay my taxes for, and one is the police or an army to protect me. Two is the maintenance and the building of roads, and three is the backing of a money system. That's all a private person needs to survive in the old U.S. of A. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily line up with that argument. Biden's running on TV. Governor Lamar says he turned a record deficit into a record surplus. Says he didn't raise your taxes. Balance the budget. Why aren't there laws and political advertising preventing lies and deception? Uninformed people believe this rubbish. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Because if you give somebody the job of patrolling the lies, then you have taken away free speech, which is what we're dealing with right now. I'm not sure how many people realize this. Have we played all these before? They're starting to sound familiar. You notice that, Anthony? Yeah, I think you played most of these yesterday. Really? Yeah. I don't know how, because I started where we left off. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Edward Minor Lamont Jr. We didn't hear that one. Did we? You don't know. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. Edward Minor Lamont Jr. <laughs> I'm Jr. They used to just call me Jr. when I was a kid. So then one day they started calling me Ned. I don't know why the hell they call me Ned. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that I'm the best candidate for the election coming up against Bob Stefanowski. He's got gray hair. You think he called his, his hair? Like, look at my hair. It's wonderful. I'm 68, and my hair hardly even looks like, you know, it's like uh, an Annie, too. It's like uh, Miss Clara all over there. <laughs> I call her that sometimes, Miss Clara. Uh, but, uh, but I never use that hair dye on my hair. My hair is just natural looking. It's, 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 not a, it's not a hint of gray. Nope, nope, nope. And uh, so just make sure you, you, you vote for me for, like, uh, the election coming up. And uh, uh, remember, uh, uh, call me Ned. <laughs> call me Ned. Uh, listen to this, a little com- comedic 
cut I wanted to play for you. I always crack up when people freak out over politicians. People lose their mind over Biden, lose their mind over Trump. I'll say this about Biden. If, uh, if he were uh, working the drive-thru, <laughs> you would 100% check your order for accuracy before you drove off. That's true, isn't it? If Joe Biden was working the drive-thru, you would not drive off without searching through the bag and making sure everything was there. There's no nobody who would answer that question differently. Hey, uh, hey, hey sweetheart, open the bag. Make sure that uh, Shakes Magoo got everything, okay? He, he fell off his bike on the way to work. Go ahead and take Sir, I am so sorry. We, we ordered three cheeseburgers and a Diet Coke. There's uh, two French fries and a dead squirrel in here. I, um... Oh, and this uh, eight ball of uh, cocaine that belongs to your son working the register. <laughs> That's uh, Derek. Is that his name? Something Richards. Yeah, Derek Richards. Do you know him, Anthony? No? No, the, I don't, yeah. You're the guy who's big into comedy. Come on, man. But I like that opening setup. I just think that's really strong. Let me play it again. I always crack up when people freak out over politicians. People lose their mind over Biden, lose their mind over Trump. I'll say this about Biden. If, uh, if he were uh, working the drive-thru, <laughs> you would 100% check your order for accuracy before you drove up. <laughs> Now, that's just indisputable, right? <laughs> so I read this story uh, yesterday, last night, I guess it was, about, uh, about Prince Harry. I've been telling everybody this, and I figured I should tell you, too. Uh, and it, it was talking about how Prince Harry didn't get to go to the... Well, he, he was at his house in, at Windsor, and, and his brother William, the... the heir to the throne was at his house a hundred yards away and Harry, uh, William went off with all of the other royals and got on the corporate jet you know the official jet of the royal family and they they went to this was a couple days ago they flew up to uh, be with the queen so they can be there when she died and Harry got there like 18 hours later or something because he had to he had to go get his own jet and charter a, a, a commercial jet and, and fly up there. And I thought this is uh, this is really right there. There's the proof of what this whole thing is about. It's about power. It's not about family. Harry and William, you can't imagine two brothers growing up under more acutely bonding circumstances nobody else in the world can have even the vaguest idea of what it's like to have been them growing up as royals first totally bizarre and cruel way to raise any kids and then second to have lost their mother in the way that they did as lads and those those guys are so lusty. I don't know who to blame. It could be you blame William. It could be you blame Harry. It could be both are to blame. I, I would suspect it's both. But the idea that they are so locked in a fight for power, 
let's blame William, for example, for a second. William couldn't go over and knock on the door and say, Harry, can we talk for a minute? I think we should bury the hatchet and use this tragic moment to move forward together. Let's bury the hatchet and move on. Why couldn't he do that? Why would they not be able to sit on the same plane except that there's so much money involved and so much power involved that they just can't be level-headed about it? They can't find the love in their own hearts because their hearts are so hardened by the lust for power. Everything for the powerful is about power. It's a it's an incredible thing and I don't I just don't think normal people can relate to this at all. I don't think we can do it. Because we don't have that disease necessarily. I'm sure some people do. You know some people work 20 hours a day and no matter how much money they've made they're fighting to make more. But and and some people never think in terms of how they can do what's best for their kids or for somebody else who they love they're just driven to perform 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 all the time and i i just put the royal family in that category so when i hear cuts like this thing from charles there is not one note of sentiment from him that sounds sincere to me to my darling mama that sounds completely fraudulent already doesn't it who talks like that to my darling mama seriously He's 73 years old. As you begin your last great journey. And what is her last great journey? How long does it take? I don't understand why we allow people to talk like this. To my darling mama, as you begin your last great journey. Now, what does he want us to know or her to know? I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you for torturing me over the last 30 years when I was lusting after power and you stood in my way. I've never heard anyone more fraudulent than these people. Her dedication and devotion as sovereign never wavered. Devotion as sovereign, but how about her devotion to her family? Did she have any of that? Isn't she glorified and revered? supposedly because family came last because that was her job but i don't know why it was her job to be heartless isn't that when she failed when she totally mishandled the diana situation was that her commitment to the country or was that her structural stupidity that she was just so built into lusting for power and making sure she protected power so her job as sovereign was to simply work for the power structure, that the deep state of the monarchy. And that was her job, and she gave up all of her, her humanity for that. That's how I look at this. Through times of change and progress, through times of joy and celebration. She felt none of it, because that wasn't her job. And through times of sadness and loss. None of it. She felt none of it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 